Hello, I'm Brooke. Welcome to Knit Sew Craft. We're here to talk about knitting, sewing, and all things crafty. Come on over to Instagram at Knit Sew Craft Podcast after the episode to see what I've been working on each day. Our sponsor today is Sunny Day Fiber Arts. They carry high quality handmade items such as stuffed animals and masks, as well as craft supplies like project bags and stitch markers. Be sure to check them out on Etsy at Sunny Day Fiber Arts. All right, welcome back to Knit Sew Craft. Thanks for being here with me today to talk about episode 14, Decluttering and Organizing My Space. And this is take two for today. The first few seconds were interrupted by a bout of sneezes. So hopefully we can get through um, this podcast without too many coughs and sneezes and wheezes and everything else. Welcome to springtime, am I right? Um, normally I record on Tuesdays for a Thursday release date. Um, I've had a sick kid at home and let's see, Wednesday, I got a call for a last minute vet appointment to spay our youngest kitty. And so I drove, um, about an hour away twice, once to go, um, drop her off the other to come pick her up, um, and bring her home. And, uh, so it's just been kind of a crazy little week. Um, nothing huge, just, you know, little things here and there that kind of, um, mess up the schedule that I love to have. Anyways, uh, today I'll be talking about one particular declutter person that I follow, but I think I'm going to talk about some of the other people or declutter theories in, um, over the next couple of weeks. Um, they, there have really been a few that have influenced my decluttering journey, and I think it could be helpful for other people too. So on with the show. Y'all, I am drowning in stuff. There's so much stuff everywhere all the time. Before we moved into our apartment, I had a huge studio. It was a garage turned into a heated living area. So it was probably like 15 by 25. I don't know. It's huge. It's huge. It was huge. <laughs> it still is. The house is still there, but it's not ours anymore. Um, since we already had a living room and I had a loom and big dreams, um, I the space became my creative enclave. We decided to sell our house in 2021. Um, so the device, the advice that we got was just declutter, 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 make it clean, make it look empty. Almost. I went through my books, my fabric, my yarn, and I gave away probably half of my stash of, um, especially fabric, yarn, and roving and several books. And I was able to fit my yarn into one large tote and my fabric went from three large totes down to a little over one large tote. So I did a massive declutter of stuff that I knew I wasn't going to be using and there was no reason for me to keep it, especially as we were moving into a smaller area. So when we sold our house and moved, we found a two-bedroom apartment with a sunroom. Uh, we were also homeschooling at the time because of COVID, so our sunroom became like a combination studio and schoolroom. It's maybe 10 by 12 feet, and that's totally a guess. I'm so much better with small measurements than large ones. <laughs> um, and in this area, this little sunroom area... Um, I fit an eight cube calyx uh, unit, um, a Linman tabletop. So these are pretty much all from Ikea, uh, a Linman tabletop that's about mm, 38 inches um, and then another one that's 47 inches. 
and I use an Alex drawer unit and two legs for the shorter table and that acts as my sewing and planning table that's like acts as my desk basically um and then the good fiber tote in quotations and one the large fabric tote um is beside the desk like right next to the wall that separates the sunroom from the living room which is like um i don't know maybe like 18 inches and then it uh the Calyx unit has most of my craft supplies stored on it as my Cricut and its supplies up on the top. Um, and there's a really great size plastic container that fits really well in the Calyx cubes and you can fit two per cube. Um, those are the ones that I get from Target. Um, the ones in the girls bedroom that we have a 12 cube Calyx unit in their room and we get like the flip top totes um, from Walmart. So Target between Target, Walmart, and Ikea, we, <laughs> I end up getting all of our um, organizing things. So I, I really love those places. Um, on the other side of my studio, there's uh, two Ektorp four cube units that support the longer tabletop. And these eight cubes hold the homeschool stuff that we use that I haven't given away. Um, and as well as stuff like crayons, markers, coloring books, workbooks, all that other stuff. And during the summer, I do use these things to help fill the day and to help keep the girls entertained and educated. And, you know, we don't get that over the summer slide um, that other kids might. Um, we do, I do really try to keep them engaged and practicing the things that they were learning in school. Um, the rest of the stuff though, it's a mess, like a huge mess. Um, it's the dumping ground. <laughs> so this next part, it's going to sound like a tangent, but honestly, it's going to lead back to my studio. I promise. So most of my podcast listening time is actually spent on decluttering and cleaning shows. And one of my absolute favorites is called a slob comes clean. It's done by Dana K. White not to be confused with Dana White, who's from wrestling or MMA or cage fighting or whatever. Totally different person. Uh, she has, um, I think I just listened to episode 333. So she has a ton of episodes and she's the first person to really and truly help me declutter my home. She developed a five-step decluttering process that, uh, along with a few other books and people and inspirations, has really helped me to get rid of a good amount of stuff from our household overall, from before we moved and continuing into the time that we've spent in the apartment. You can find her information on her blog at aslobcomesclean.com, and I'll post that link in the show notes, as well as her um, page for the five step decluttering process. So my plan of attack for my studio will be to follow this decluttering process that she outlines and I'll be able to make some headway in clearing out and cleaning up my space. So step one of Dana K. White's decluttering process is trash. And so I'm going to give you the steps and then I'm going to tell you what I'm going to be doing, and hopefully this will be helpful for you as well, um, along with please go out, read her books, listen to her books, listen to her podcast. It has been incredibly helpful for me. So step one is trash. I'm going to look around my studio and throw away any of the trash that I see. Step two is easy stuff. So 
that's like, hey, I know that this doesn't go here. I'll just go put it back. Um, go there now and put stuff away that already has a home. It's just thrown in the studio for some reason. And I can already see some completed, completed items that have a home in my closet, um, some toys that need to go back in the girls' room, a roll of vinyl that just needs to be put in the box with the other vinyls, things like that. Things that like you don't even have to think about because you already know where they go. They just happen to be in the wrong place. So step three is duh clutter. These are things like, oh, I could absolutely give this away today with no hesitation. And I know that I have a lot of duh clutter like, oh, duh, I don't need this. Why is this even in my home? And I know that I have a lot of duh clutter because I've been through this room and these items several times before. Oh, I know that I don't have a lot of duh, duh clutter um, because I have been through this room several times. I pretty much know what's in here. Um, but as Dana says, look, look, always look. Step four, ask the two decluttering questions. Number one, if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? And then go take it to that location. And two, if I needed this item, would it occur to me that I already have it? And to me, this question means, did I even remember that I own this or have I bought duplicates because I forgot that I already have it? And this is really big deal for me with um, especially hooks and knitting needles. Um, I have several, <laughs> I have several duplicates of the sizes that I work with the most. Um, I don't, I know that I have knitting needles above the size six, but y'all, I cannot even tell you the last time I used them because that's not what I do. I don't really do bulky knitting or bulky crocheting. So all of my sizes are fairly small, but in that I often forget what I do have, and I buy a duplicate of it, or I want to try a different brand and either, you know, I do like it and just use that, switch that one brand, or I don't like it and just put it to the side. And one of the things that I have right now that I could declutter that I'm thinking of is I had bought some, oh gosh, now I'm blanking on the names, carbons. I had bought some uh, size zero carbons at one of the yarn stores that was going out of business um, in close to my area. And I had heard so many good things about it. Easy on the hands, um, you know, nice to work with, flexible cable. But y'all, I did not like them at all. They're, I have a pretty firm grip. And when I grip them, they bend. And I'm not into bending needles when I'm just making a pair of socks. Um, my go-to is the Chow Goo Red Lace with the bent, uh, the bent needle. Um, not saying that I don't like the carbons for other projects, but because I bought them in a size, it's either size zero or size one, I'm probably not going to be using those for any other projects except for socks. And because I don't like to use them for socks, then it would make more sense for me to get rid of them than to keep them and just keep looking at them and keep not using them. So it's just going to be easier to give those away. Um, and Maybe this would be a great time to just go through all of my hooks and needles, see which ones I have, see which ones I can get rid of. Um, I do really like the, um, I don't care for the Susan Bates 
um, crochet hooks, but that's what I use mostly because again, because of my grip and because of my tension, um, wooden crochet hooks are not my friend. Well, I'm not their friend cause I break them all the time. So I end up using the aluminum hooks and I prefer the boy hooks, but they're harder to find in my area. Um, so I end up using the Susan Bates. So I have lots of the boy hooks. Um, I also have some Laurel Hill, Laurel Hill, uh, wooden palmwood, um, uh, crochet hooks. And those are in the bigger sizes, like, um, G H and I, I think is what I have. And I may even have a K in that one, but I'm not sure, but they're, you know, they are the larger ones. I've tried an a D and an E. And while I really love them, I love the way that they feel in my hands. They're not appropriate for me to use for amigurumi. So I tend not to reach for those. So maybe those are something that as much as I love them, I might be better off getting rid of them. Uh, step number five, container concept. And this has been especially helpful for other areas of the house, um, especially for the things that I'm responsible for decluttering. So the space that you have is what's available and you can't make more space. So for example, so for me, this means that instead of having a mountain of fabric, I can only have what can fit in a large tote because that's the space I have. Because we are four people living in a two bedroom apartment um, with the sunroom, basically half the sunroom is my studio. I just don't have the space for all of the yarn and all of the fabric that I really want. I really love these things. I love looking at them. I use, I love using them, but I just don't have the space right now. And there's not a reason for me to, to keep things if I'm not going to use them anytime soon, nor are we leaving for another year and a half. So not only do I need to declutter down to the size of my container, but thinking about it this way, my studio is also a container. Um, I don't have full use of the studio because I do have homeschool items and summer items in there that I need to keep. You know, my priorities are my kids and keeping them entertained over the summer is important to me. So my container not only is the large tote for the fabric, but also the sunroom. And outside of that, we only have an apartment. We don't have a storage unit. We don't have any additional storage around our apartment. We don't keep stuff at other people's houses. The only storage that we have is here in our apartment. And that's why our master closet is so filled right now because it has a loom, which I hear myself talking. <laughs> I hear myself saying that there's no reason to, reason to keep something if I don't have room for it. I, I will say the loom is a little bit different. Um, I got an incredible deal on it. There's no way that I could buy this loom for the price that I bought it at again. Um, and I know that it is something that I want to get back to. And in the master closet, I do have space for it. I do have space to store it and still have space available for all of our clothing as well. So I don't feel quite so bad for that one. Oh, and you know what? Nobody sees it. No one comes in this closet, but me and Aaron and Tempe occasionally and the girls that they're playing hide and seek, but no one outside of our family sees our closet. So I'm not that worried about it. Um, so, um, let's see what's up. What's next? 
Um, I can only have what craft items fit in the studio in the sunroom because that's the space that has been dedicated to that activity. And I funneled all of my crafty stuff into the sunroom. And since we're in a small space right now and that room has to be functional, it means that I can't keep it all as much as I want to. I can't. I do highly recommend Dana's books and podcasts for decluttering. Um, she has three decluttering books. Um, and I have read and listened to two of them several times. That's um, How to Declutter Your House Without Losing Your Mind, I think. And the other one is also about decluttering. And then she has a new one out that's a little bit more practical advice. Um, but I do highly recommend all three. She has self-diagnosed ADHD, which, you know, if, if you know the signs, it seems very, very stereotypical of her. Um, but that has been incredibly helpful for me and I do highly recommend it. Uh, she also has a course called Take Your House Back with Cass Arson from Clutterbug and um, the girl from Minima Minimalist Mom. And they have podcasts and YouTube channels and books as well. Um, and I think I will be talking a little bit more about them as well um, in these coming weeks, especially from Clutterbug. Um, she, so the way that Take Your House Back course is set up is that Dana talks about decluttering. Cass talks about organization and the minimalist mom talks about how to keep it clean and how to keep it decluttered. Um, so they, the three ladies work so well together. They have Facebook lives, they have an online course, they have a Facebook group. Um, and you know, whether you're doing it on your own or you're actively involved in the community, either way, it has been fantastic. And I, it's well worth the money. So I'll be working on decluttering my studio and to make it as functional as I can while we're in the apartment. I'm hoping to get one more eight cube calyx unit and get like all the little stragglers of craft items together so that they're out from behind the table and out of the floor and in my line of sight. If I don't see it, I usually forget that I have it or I feel guilty every time I look at it. Guilt. Ugh. So Everyone right now, I want you to raise your hand if you have ever felt guilty for the state of clutter or messiness that your home is in. And you can't see it, but I'm frantically waving my hand because that is definitely me. I have a lot of guilt around the tidiness of my home or the lack of tidiness. And honestly, sometimes the cleanliness. I should, in quotation marks, have a clean home with everything put away in the right spot and the floors cleaned and no cobwebs and all the laundry's done and only one project at a time out. I should be spending my time cleaning and showing my girls how to make a home. I should be running the dishwasher every day, but because I'm not, I feel a lot of guilt. Y'all, I have a sink and a counter full of dishes, like an entire load. And then the dishwasher is full of clean dishes. I have two baskets of laundry to fold. I already have two baskets of dirty laundry to wash. My studio is literally unusable. I cannot walk into my studio. Um, I don't have space to put my computer or to type or to plan. I don't have... Um, I could not pull my sewing machine forward on the desk to sew if I had to. Oh, goodness. Um, I don't have room on the other desk to cut and piece an iron fabric. Um, I have so many boxes for later projects, along with some projects that honestly were supposed to be completed in 2022 
that I still haven't done yet. And yet, at the end of the day, when I'm exhausted and my emotional labor labor is <laughs> spent for the day and I'm overwhelmed and I'm crawling into bed, I'm turning on Dawson's Creek and knitting for an episode of two or two before falling asleep when like I just don't feel like doing any more, you know? But when the guilt gets really bad and I'm not able to talk myself out of it, I start feeling like I don't deserve a space for myself because just look at how I treat it. You know, if I were able to keep it clean and tidy, I deserve a nice place to, cra to craft. And guess what that does to my creativity? It tanks. I have no desire to create or make anything and just a flat out avoidance of my craft space. Y'all, I have not worked on any amigurumi since I came back from the beach. And at first I told myself that I was taking a break after vacation to get the house back in order. Um, last week passed and I'm still getting the house in order. Uh, I started a new, knit a new knitting project, but I also have two unfinished doll projects that are waiting on nothing but my hook and my attention. One of the things that Donna, Dana talks about in some of her interviews is that finishing a project is a way to declutter. So not only would a finished project be out of my physical space, it could potentially be generating income and the mental space it was occupying is all freed up. So I think that my main goal for next week is to spend five minutes per step each day and work on finishing the two doll projects that have been languishing working on decluttering and cleaning up my studio. And I, I really hope that you'll follow along with me and please cheer me on <laughs> as I post progress pictures on Instagram. It's not going to be pretty. Um, I'm going to feel really vulnerable, but hopefully this is something that um, more than just me, <laughs> more people than just me are struggling with. Um, you know, I, I, I hope that all of you have only good feelings and you only have good, clean, decluttered studios that you can do all the creative work that you want to in. Um, but I am also realistic and I know that that's not always the case. But, you know, if, if you are having these guilty feelings, if you are, you know, not sure how how to start, how to keep going, um, do look into Dana K. White um, and know that I'm right, th right there with you. You know, I, I have a lot of work to do and a lot of guilt to work through, but we can do this together. You can find me uh, at Knit So Craft Podcast on Instagram. And, you know, I, I am also encouraging you to take five minutes around, take five minutes to look around and see what items you can declutter this week. And a good thing to keep in mind is decluttering can mean throwing it away, donating, or finishing. All of these activities help us towards a better creative space. One of the things that my life coach, Rebecca, and I have talked about is how it makes me feel or how I want to feel. And I want to be able to feel calm, restful, cozy, creative, home, like I can remove my shields. And I've noticed that when the living room is clean, I feel so much better about my home overall. It's easy to walk into the living room when there's nothing on the floor or the couches. I've noticed that the girls love playing in their bedroom and the floor is clean and clear and their toys are organized. I know where all of my fabrics and scissors and needles are in my studio and I can walk up to the cutting desk or I can sit down at the sewing machine without having to move anything. I feel so much more creative or 
like I have a blank slate to create on when my studio is cleaned and tidy. I think once I get to the point that feels comfortable, um, I really do have to put some systems in place so that the mess is minimized, even though I can it, minimized enough so that I can tidy up in just a few minutes at the end of the workday. One of the pitfalls is that the studio becomes like the dumping ground for stuff that doesn't have a home yet or big items that could be more complicated to put away. Right now, there's a box of toys that belongs at my mom's house. And instead of taking it to my car, I keep telling myself, oh, I'll see if there's anything else that needs to go in the box before I take it outside. But y'all, I haven't put anything else in this box in over a month. It's been sitting in the floor for a month. And I haven't put anything else in it. <laughs> yeah, I put the initial round of toys in it and that's it. So I think it's time that I can take it out to the car and just deposit it at my mom's house the next time I'm over there for the girls to play with. That would be one big thing out of the floor and a huge difference in the clutter. And I think just ending my creative time in the studio just a little bit shorter than working up to the minute that I have that like I have to leave would be crucial. I think having a few minutes to clean up what I've been working on so that it doesn't leave such a visual mess is a goal that I have. And it may seem like a simple thing, but I don't think about that um, at the end of my day, you know, oh, it's, it's 10 50 or 12 50. I, ha I have to leave right now um, to go pick up Raleigh from preschool. Um, when instead, maybe I could stop at 1245 and just have those five minutes cleanup time. And also using that five minute cleanup each day to go through the studio and the living room would be good too. Um, and that's something that the girls and I have been working on at the end of the day. They have a five minute cleanup in their bedroom. And sometimes we do five minutes in the living room, five minutes in their bedroom, or one does five in the living room, one does five in their bedroom however you want to do it. And then I kind of bounce back and forth. And as much as I hate to say it, I think getting rid of some of my fabric would be a good too. Y'all, it is literally a mountain beside my desk. And I got out of the habit of folding it back up and putting it away. I've just been piling it on. Um, I had used one of my, um, oh gosh, what are they called? Uh, cutting like the guide rulers for quilting and it's a six and a half inch width. And so I would roll the fabric up on the quilting ruler um, and have, you know, six and a half by six and a half inch squares that I, then I would neatly put away. And I have gotten out of the habit of that and I've just been piling it on the top. So if you have any better ideas on how to store fabric, I am so open to suggestions. Um, you can comment on the blog, on Instagram, or you can email me privately. Um, I will be posting those embarrassing <laughs> cluttered pictures uh, on Instagram over the next few weeks. And hopefully, um, I'm sure that we'll be able to see a difference soon. And I think really the litmus test for this is if I can pick it, if I can like keep it going, you know. So here's my call to action this week for myself. I'm going to spend 25 minutes in my studio each day of the school week, um, Monday through Friday only. I'm not going to worry about weekends because I have <laughs> two kids to watch over and I'm going to strive for better, not perfect. <sighs> Let me say that again to myself and to others.
I'm going to strive for better, not perfect. Ooh, ooh, maybe I could even post a video of my cleanup each day. Maybe like one of those fast forwarded cleanups. Hmm. That's something to, to consider as well. Um, would that be helpful for you to see? Uh, I know that, um, so a couple things. One, I know that the clean with me videos on YouTube can be really helpful. Although, um, often when I see the clean with me videos, it's one person in a house that is not as cluttered as mine, uh, without any kids or husbands or pets. <laughs> so to me, that, that can sometimes feel a little bit unrealistic, but what do they say about, uh, cleaning up while your kids are home? Oh, it's like, uh, eating Oreos while brushing your teeth. Like it just, it's not always easy to do. And oftentimes it just looks like more of a mess anyways. Um, so, uh, along with watching the videos, um, I think it's called mirroring. Um, that's been really helpful for me before. And that's something that I do with Charlotte with her ADHD is basically, I just sit beside her while she does her work. And that has been helpful for me to, for me before I even knew what that meant. Um, Amanda has come to sit beside me while I do stuff and I'll often do the same for Charlotte. Um, and that has been incredibly helpful. So tell me, how do you organize your craft area? How can you, I want you to take a look around and ask yourself, how can I make it better? And have you read it, any of Dana's books? Um, please contact me. I love talking to people about organizing and decluttering and about the projects you're working on. You can find me on Instagram at knitsocraftpodcast. You can follow along and comment on the blog at knitsocraft.wordpress.com or you can email me at nittynerdy at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-T-T-Y-N-E-R-D-Y at gmail.com. And I hope you all have a wonderful week and I'll see you next week. Bye. Let's talk about your projects. Follow me on Instagram at knit so craft podcast and tag us in your projects. I love seeing what amazing things other people are working on. You can find links to the items I talk about in the show notes or head over to my blog to see photos and links at knit so craft.wordpress.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a like subscribe and leave a positive review on the podcast app you're using. If you'd like to get in touch with me privately, my email is nittynerdy at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-T-T-Y-N-E-R-D-Y at gmail.com. And until next week, keep knitting, keep sewing, keep crafting. <laughs>